Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. And God is able to make all grace, emphasize all, abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in, oh, let's emphasize this, every good work. with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the western suburbs of Chicago. Our message today is called Unexplainable Joy. And Ron, we're wrapping up our series, so uh, fill us in. Where are we headed? Well, we're going to do a flyover on the entire book of Philippians today. We've been talking about joy for a few weeks now, and this is where we wrap it all up. What exactly is the unexplainable joy we've been talking about, and how do we maintain it? That's where we're headed. You don't want to miss it. We're in Philippians chapter 4 for the conclusion of our message, Unexplainable Joy. Here's Ron. What are the benefits of being part of the family of God? That's what I want to talk to you about. I want to pull out five benefits for you of being in the family of God. Benefit number one of being in the family of God. First one is this, holy contentment. Look at verse 10. Paul says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly now that, um, that now at length you have received your concern for me. He said, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity, what, to help him? He says in verse 11, he's kind of priming the pump, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be, there it is, content. So whatever situation, he goes on in verse 12, I know how to be brought low, I know how to abound, and in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he says, let's say the verse together, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's saying, Christ is going to give me strength when I don't have anything that I will be content no matter what's happening. I know what it looks like to live with a lot, to live with a little. It doesn't affect the smile on my face because I have unexplainable joy. I mean, this is something, man, just let this sit. We can have joy. We can have contentment. It's not about what you have or what you don't have. It's about who you know, that we would be content. I like to say it like this. God provides for the ride. He gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. Second benefit of what, of being in God's family is this. It's divine partnership. And so This is interesting. Paul's going to go, we could think a lot of different ways about partnership. Hey, partnering for the glory of God and using my time and use my talents. Well, Paul's going to talk a little bit about treasure. Look with me at verse 14. He says, it was very kind of you to share in my troubles. And he says, and you Philippians, the Philippian church, you yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Wait a minute. Stop. Nobody else helped the Apostle Paul. He's in trouble. He needs resources. Nobody helped him. Wow. I mean, think about that. So he's talking about financial need. We have a divine partnership to meet the needs of one another, the advancement of the gospel. And then Paul lays it down. Look at verse 17. Not that I seek the gift. So he's like, hey, I'm not concerned about the money, although I need it, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. It isn't about you meeting the deed for me. It's about what giving does for you. It's increasing to your account. I'm more concerned as a spiritual leader on your giving what it's going to do for you and not for me. So since Paul brought it up, 
let me give you some reason why you ought to give. Keep your finger in Philippians. Let's take a full time out. Let me do a Bible study in, in 2 Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 9. And Paul gives us some reasons to give generously. And so there's some biblical principles we need to know. The first one is this. Generous giving blesses me, the individual, the giver. Verse 6 says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That's a biblical principle that the evangelical church is afraid of because, hey, the next version says, line, whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So what it's saying is, let me translate that for those who are having trouble. If you sow sparingly, that means you're a cheapskate, you will reap sparingly. That, that you're cheap and other people are going to be cheap to you. That's the way it works. That's the Bible. Just teaching it. Love it. If you give exceedingly, then there's great blessing in giving exceedingly. It doesn't always come materially, but it comes spiritually in all kinds of ways. It blesses you. Like God blesses sowing and reaping. It is a biblical principle. Second reason to give. Well, generous giving pleases God. Look with me at verse 7. Each one must give as he has made up his mind. Each person, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What else does generous giving do? Well, it grows me. Look at verses 8 and 9. And God is able to make all grace, emphasize all, abound to you, so that having all sufficiency, emphasis on the all, in all things, emphasis on everything, all, at all times, you may abound in, oh, let's emphasize this, every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, but his righteousness endures forever. Generous giving, it, it grows you. Next thing is this, for the generous giving builds my faith. And so what we got to remember is just take the money part out of it for a moment because that gets too uncomfortable. So, so what happens though is, is like, okay, somebody hurts you. And you know what the Bible says. They, they did something or they said something. And you know, it's kind of, you know, that Facebook post is about me. I know you don't realize it, but it's about me. And that hurt me. That, that was directed at me. I mean, that, you know, that, that's what's going on here. You can't believe what she said about us. And what do you have to do? I got to forgive. And so it's hard to forgive. How, would, how many would agree? And that person's not thinking about it, but you're thinking more about it. And you know to get rid of this. I got to forgive because Jesus said, you know, I, I mean, I, I need to do it. He did it. He said, forgive those. <laughs> what's forgiveness? It's a step of faith. You're trusting that you're going to do the right thing. What about sharing your faith? Some of you are going to go home for Thanksgiving and maybe get together or they're going to come to your house or you're going to go home. Jody and I can remember driving to Cleveland and I'm telling you, man, it was, it was just so difficult because we would drive home, not driving to Cleveland. I mean, that's difficult in itself. But when we got home, like there wasn't a lot of, there was nobody that really believed the same thing we did. And so we're like, we got to share our faith. And so, so maybe you're like me. It was like just to pray before Thanksgiving dinner. It's like some of you have been involved in a Christian home. You're like, what are you talking about? Like you don't understand the, 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 the fear of what that is. And then your relatives looking at it like, what? And, and, and that we want to share our faith. And man, it was like going home for us for Thanksgiving for so many years, man. We needed a vacation after the vacation. But maybe you're like that. Or maybe even in your own workplace that, that sharing your faith is a step of faith. And you got to put yourself out there. And, and when you do it, God does some cool things. It, it does what? It builds your faith. It's not about the response. It isn't about them coming to Christ. It's about will you do it? It's about your faith. That's what God's concerned about. No different than giving. It isn't about what that homeless guy's going to do with the money. God puts it on your heart to drop 
a five bucks or 10 bucks or give him a gift. It doesn't matter. It's not about what he's going to do. It's about you. It's about, are you sensitive to the spirit? When you give back to the church, it, it's not about you. It's about you. It's a step of faith that he, God wants to build your faith. Look with me at the scriptures at verses 10 and 11 so I can show you this. He says, he who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all your generosity, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Hey, do you know, do you know, are you a mature giver? Because mature givers, they do this. They give regularly. That means there's a time and they don't give the leftovers to God. They give off the top. Mature givers, they give incrementally. That means when more comes in from a place you didn't know, whether it was the inheritance or this, or didn't expect that, whoa, got this side job, first cut to God. Generous givers, they also do this. They give faithfully when times are tough, and I'm not going to cut God out. Why? Because we know that it blesses me, it pleases God, it grows my faith, it builds my faith, and what else does it do? It helps other people. It helps people in need. That's what Paul's talking about in verse 12. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints. He's like, man, it's going to help them. But it's also overflowing in many thanksgiving to God. So grateful for the many people who give back here. Let's take these principles. Let's recognize generous giving is important. We'll hear more in just a moment when High Point with Ron Zappia continues. This message is called Unexplainable Joy. You can request a copy of this message when you call 844-HP-RADIO. Stay with us. There's more teaching straight ahead. Joy. Everyone wants it, but not everyone knows how to get it. It's often thought to be the same as happiness, an unstable emotion that comes and goes based on the circumstances of life. But joy from God defies the odds and goes against the grain of how society defines it. Here at High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we want you to experience the supernatural delight that joy brings in the person of God, the purposes of God, and the people of God. That's why throughout the month of March, for a donation of any amount to High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we'll send you Unexplainable Joy, a journey through Philippians. Walk through the Unexplainable Joy teaching series with Pastor Ron and use this study to apply each message to your life so you can elevate your faith and experience true, unexplainable joy in your life. Give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of this original High Point Ministries resource for a donation of any amount, or request this resource online at highpointministries.com. This is High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the suburbs of Chicago. We're listening to a message from our series called Unexplainable Joy. You can access the entire study when you visit highpointministries.com. Now getting back to our study, here's Pastor Ron. Flip back to Philippians with me, and let's continue with another benefit of being in the family of God, sacred strength. This is a big one. This is a strength outside of yourself. This is something that, you know what? Yeah, I can do all things through Christ. I can be content with having nothing. I can be content with having a lot. Uh, That's important, but that's a strength from above. Look at verse 18. He says, I have received full payment. So he's like, "You, you guys met the need. And then he goes, and more. And I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus, well, there's a mouthful, let's just call him Big E, the gifts you sent, 
And then he's like, oh, it's like a fragrant offering, a sacrifice of acceptable and pleasing to God. He's so poetic. It's like some of us would say, just give me the money. But Paul's like, hey, man, this is really, this is like a blessing from God. And so the big E will come. If you look back in um, Philippians chapter two, don't have to look there now, but we studied this before and he, he calls him a fellow soldier, fellow worker. And a lot of people thought he was the pastor of the Philippian church. I, I don't know. But look what verse 19 says. I want to get to this. And it says, and my God will supply every need of yours. Emphasis, every? According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now let's say it without the question mark every need. God's going to do this, man. He's going to supply every need. Now, that's just not material blessing. That's spiritual. That's emotional. That's what? That's sacred strength that comes from above. If you've experienced it, give me an applause. That the sacred strength of almighty God. I mean, to lift you up when you're down. To to get you going when you just feel like, man, I I just can't take another step. I mean, maybe there's some in here that need a dose, a fresh dose of that sacred strength. Paul Paul was getting it through this church. Like they were giving him life. Why? By meeting his needs. If they weren't around, and that's the interesting thing. Sometimes the sacred strength comes individually from God through his spirit to you, and you're just like, whoa. Sometimes it comes through the community of believers. Sometimes that sacred strength there ain't a believer to step up and do it. God will use anything or anyone to show his love to this lost world. Sacred strength. I mean, what an amazing thing. All right, so I'm having a little issue. Um, I haven't talked about this from the front, but um, I've had two minor, I emphasize minor surgeries, um, just like um, it's a little scuff, scope stuff, um, meniscus tears with my legs. So I'm a big runner, been running my whole life. And I just, it's just been really hard for me. So I, I got to do this cycling thing. Oh, God help me. So, I mean, I like to eat, so I got to do something. You know what I mean? And so, so I exercise to eat. Anybody with me? And so what happens is, is like I go to this cycling class and, you know, so I'm getting into it. Jody does it, so I'm doing it with her. And, you know, it's pretty competitive. I'm, it's kind of fun. And so I was supposed to go last Thursday night. And Emily, my daughter, works at the health club here that, that, that I go do this class. And so she, she, I see her that night, and she goes, Dad, where were you? Where, where, how come you didn't go to the class? I'm like, who put you in charge of the accountability of my weight loss program, girl? Just shut your mouth, okay? I mean, and, and all kidding aside. And then that's what I was thinking. I didn't say it to her. And then, and then, and then she goes, Dad, she goes, you weren't there. She goes, there was a guy, because she works there. A guy, a guy um, fell off his bike. And, and, and just like the hot, you know, people came in and they rushed him to the hospital. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the class I was supposed to be in. And then so I go back the next day and I find out, I was talking to the instructor and she goes, oh no, you know him. His name's Derek. He, he goes to your church. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize who this is. And, and so I'm realizing it's Derek. And then it, actually his mom got through me through another avenue and she's texting me and, and, and he's, he's over at the hospital. I'm like, I gotta go see him. So, so, so I go over to the hospital and... It, this guy's 44 years old. Just, he's just about to turn 45 over Thanksgiving weekend. He had a stroke. I mean, and so, you know, I'm there maybe within the first 48 hours. And, and then his mom meets me and we're, I'm talking to him. He's talking, which he wasn't. And then they're just praising God. They're just like, man, you wouldn't believe in the bike class, you know? Hey, you know what? There was a doctor there. There was a nurse that was in. Can you, you know, is that an accident? 
pastor wasn't there, but let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> so, so, but he, he's saying, Cheryl, in his story, you know what I mean? He's just like, you know, and, and, and they're so thankful. God's supplying every need. Not, not every want, but, but, but the sacred strength is there for my friend Derek. He serves here at our Naperville campus. I mean, he's got a long road ahead of him, but that the church would rally around him, that, that we would help, that you would pray for Derek and his mom and that. He, he, I mean, that's sacred strength. Do you need a fresh dose of that strength? Because it's available. That's a benefit of the community that we have in Christ, being a part of God's family. Two more as we close out this passage and this letter. I mean, how about caring community? So that's what we're in, talking about big C, gospel preaching churches, and what? Little C, body, individual bodies, that, that, hey, there's a caring and a loving community. Notice verse 21, Paul says this, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. So he's like, hey, every saint, and maybe you come from the background I do where it was like saint was the special status. Anybody remember that? And it's just like, whoa, saint, that's not me. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a sinner. <laughs> yeah, they are, and so are you. But us sinners become saints, not because of our righteousness, but because of Christ. Now turn to them and say, you're a saint. Yeah, they don't believe it either. And what they did yesterday, I'm telling you. But, but honestly, we are. And, and God always elevates us to where he wants us to get, not where we are. In our own flesh, we don't feel that way, but... He's like, no, you are, girl. And I know you love me. And I know maybe you didn't do what I wanted, but your desire is there and that I rejoice. And so there's a caring community that Paul's like, hey, man, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, the brothers and sisters who are with me, they greet you. And then look at verse 22, because it's the end. And you know, you're reading the book. You're like, oh, I got to get to the next thing. Or you're in your little Bible study. But we, we skip over it. It says, and especially those of Caesar's household. Stop there for a moment. So what's that mean? That means that Paul cares so much about the church that he wants to add people to the church. And so he's trying to share with Caesar himself. He's in Rome, and he's going for the top dog. And now he didn't get, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he didn't get the meeting yet, or he was waiting to get appealed to Caesar. But in his desire to reach Caesar, he reached some of the members of his household whether that was his servants or some of, the, what, some of the people that were serving him or even members of his own family, we don't know. But some people came to Christ as a result of that. Reminds me of when I um, went home to share my faith with my mom and dad, and they're just like, no thanks. But my sister's like, hey, I'm in. Reminds me when my wife wrote a letter to her brother because our hearts are, man, we want people to be in this caring community and people to understand Jesus and, and, and have eternal life and all these things and follow him. And she writes a letter to her brother and she puts all the verses in there and, and you know, all he had to do is follow along. You know, he's like, open your Bible to Romans chapter three, you're, you're a sinner. And then Christ came and then he's like this. He's like, oh, I don't want this. And then his wife picks up the letter. She becomes a Christian. Then he becomes a Christian. And then my sister was pivotal in my parents becoming Christian. Like Paul's just like this, hey man, I'm going for this guy. And sometimes it may be you're going for this person and the other people are the ones. We're all links in the chain to reach people for the glory of God. Do not dismiss your part. Are you willing to grow the family of God through caring and sharing? It's really important. That's what this season should be about.
Thanksgiving up to Christmas, man. I just want to be a caring community. So thankful for our church, so proud. I could say so much about different things that are going on in our church, whether it's this, it's our caring for refugees, refugees in the area. It's our caring for what? Young single parents and moms and people facing, and you know, we're partnering with all kinds of, uh, all kinds of organizations um, with pregnancy crisis and care centers and all these kinds of things. But let's run this clip for a moment. Really proud of a few, of a, few a handful of men in our church and what they're doing is, you know, everybody knows about all over the country, they know about this thing on the south side of Chicago, and, and we know about what's happening is all this trouble and all this difficulty and all these murders, and, and we have a few men, good men in our church, they're investing themselves in discipleship for junior high boys in the city of Chicago on the south side. And they go down there regularly, and they're helping them, and they're finding out their needs. They're praying with them. I mean, some of these kids said, hey, you know what? We've never even been to the suburbs. So what we did is we hosted a three-on-three basketball tournament. That's what you see here. And ooh, that guy just made it. And so we're using sport as a way to what? To identify with kids and to do what? And to help them. Why? Because we care. We care about the gospel. We're a caring community. So what can you do? What can you use this season as a vehicle to get people into the kingdom? So critical, so important. So what are the benefits? Benefits of being a follower of God in God's family? Well, I'll tell you, man, there's something about contentment that you're not gonna be you know, pulled back and forth. There's a holy contentment. There's a divine partnership there's what? There's, there's sacred strength that you can get. There's a caring community that you, by faith, need to step up and join and continue to grow in. And then lastly, probably most importantly, because everything else flows from this, amazing grace. That's just, it all ends here. It begins here, it ends here. Have you swam in the deep end of God's grace? I have. And the Apostle Paul, that's why I know he has too. And that's why he says at the end of the letter, just like the beginning, he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. This grace, this free gift. Difference between grace and mercy, maybe you've heard it. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what I do deserve. So think of it in terms of justice in a court of law. You're standing before the judge. Mercy is, hey, you know what? You got a six-year term or six months. You're going to prison. That's where you're going. And you don't have to go. You're guilty, but you don't have to go serve the punishment. Well, how come? Well, because grace did this. It isn't that someone didn't have to serve. It's that Jesus said this. Jesus said, and this is the unexplainable joy, the amazing grace. Jesus said, hey, I proclaim you not guilty because I'm going to take your guilt and I'm going to go serve your sentence for you. That, that's what he did. So, so that we could be free, so that we could be spirit-filled, so that we could enjoy the benefits of what he has done. Pastor Ron Zappia with a message called Unexplainable Joy. You're listening to High Point, and you can access our entire Unexplainable Joy series and more when you head to our website, highpointministries.com. Well, Ron, we're wrapping up the series. It's been a great series through the book of Philippians. What do you want our listeners to take away? Well, if I were to boil it down to one point, it would be this. Joy is available to every one of us. When we receive and trust in Jesus as our Savior, we can lay hold of this supernatural delight in God, this unexplainable joy. 
If you're still wrestling with this concept and how to put this joy into practice, we've got a great resource to help you. We've prepared a study guide called A Journey Through Philippians, and it comes with all the unexplainable joy messages loaded in a convenient USB drive. Listen to these messages again and then write down your reflections and questions as you seek to apply God's joy to your daily life. This study guide package is yours when you support the ministry of High Point with a gift of any amount. Thanks, Ron. Well, we really hope that many of our listeners will reach out and get a copy of this great study guide. And like Pastor Ron said, it's yours when you give a gift of any amount to High Point. Just call 844-HP-RADIO or give online at highpointministries.com. If you maybe struggle to maintain an attitude of joy, I'm telling you, this exclusive High Point resource is for you. The Journey Through Philippians study guide also includes a USB drive loaded with all the messages in our Unexplainable Joy series. We'd love to get this into the mail to you today. To give and request the study guide and USB drive, again, call 844-HP-RADIO. HP Radio. That's 844-477-2346 or go online to highpointministries.com. If you prefer to write, you can send a check by mail to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois 60566. Now, before we sign off, we want to remind you to subscribe to the free weekly email devotional prepared by Pastor Ron just for you. It shows up in your inbox every week. It gives you the encouragement you need to believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. Subscribe online at highpointministries.com. I'm your host, Steve Smith. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Pastor Ron begins a brand new series called Untangled. That's what's coming up Friday on High Point with Ron Zappia.